So it's funny, I've been doing the calendar blocking thing and it's worked a little bit, but I noticed that the most creative moments come randomly. And so my husband and I have been having a very creative day. We've been, um, and it just kind of happened randomly. So I don't know how much I'm going to stick with the calendar blocking, but it's helped me to kind of write things. And I kind of think note taking can do that a little bit better, but it's just been really fun writing and we both have been getting back into podcasting more now. I'm really happy about it. Um, and hopefully we'll do one together soon. Um, but in this episode, and I am working on another episode to go along with my writing. Um, but in this episode, <clears throat> I want to talk about um, what we know of as small talk versus what actually matters versus kind of like, you know, getting into friendship because I've been wanting to talk about friendship for a very long time. And I figured I'd talk about that now in this one at this point. Um, Because within um, deciding on who is around you, who is in your life, all this kind of stuff, I think you kind of have to decide if they matter or not, and and including their interests in your own self-interest. So I'll give you kind of an example um, that I've been experiencing Um, in the past. I'm not really experiencing it now, but I was experiencing it, and I kind of just decided that it's not something that I should have to deal with, and that is the where people decide what is interesting and what is not what is considered small talk and what is not this is a uh, really important in defining the kinds of friendships that you have and for some people i think virtual works very well in some instances where it's virtual only because they're able to recognize when something is actually interesting or not to them and whether it fits their own um, things that they're interested in. So especially when it comes to like intellectuals, right? All my life, I've always had, I've always befriended and have had very interesting times talking with intellectuals. And I've always been friends with those. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people that are out there nowadays and You can find them, you know, they're kind of hidden in corners sometimes, but there's a lot of people out there actually that are intellectual and they don't do a whole lot. They don't um, find themselves interested in like the normal society way of living. They don't feel the need to go out and be around a bunch of people and they can, you know, understand a lot of things. Maybe they're good with computers. Maybe they have a lot of um, book smarts and they read a lot of books or they can do a very nice podcast and research a topic and put a lot of research into the show notes or um, have a lot of statistical facts in a podcast or something. Um, Maybe they're really good with math or spreadsheets or things like that that are, you know, take a lot of time. And, you know, they do these things in the back room of their house or their work or whatever. And again, they don't feel the need to be around a lot of people because, you know, and you could be one of them. 
you're not fulfilled by a lot of people. You don't really need that. And, and that, a lot of that is admirable if you can really do some things that are different and unique in the world, right? Like, that is extremely admirable. But sometimes that is a sacrifice for someone else because a lot of times this may not mean and it you might be somebody who is friends with intellectuals right as well and you've kind of gone through this there's a lot of really cool qualities that you find interesting about that person because maybe you yourself if you're somebody who is drawn to people that are intellectual it's because you have intelligence it's because you're open-minded to intelligence yourself and you appreciate conversations books whatever You've already, it's not that you're even dumb and you're just fascinated. It's actually because you have some intelligence where you understand where somebody else is coming from. But when you think of really, really strong personality types, if you want to get psychological into like things like INTPs, which are inter, I don't even care if I get it wrong a little bit because it's, um, when you think of like things that have to do with internal and INTP being, um, I think it's like internal thinking, perceiving, things like this. If I get, if I'm a little bit off on a word, you can kind of Google this if you want to understand. But what it is is that they, live in their heads a lot and it's an identity it's kind of like when I was growing up we had this identity of people who have Asperger's syndrome are very much more open-minded or people who and that can be very true like they're they're open to different things they're more intellectual it's an identity that people are very proud to be intellectual um but it comes with a cost and that is and I've I'm now I'm in my 30s I've kind of outgrown a lot of these Things because of what I recognize is that there's this I'm better than you attitude. I'm better than everybody. I'm more interesting than everybody. I don't have such interest in, you know, my version of small talk might even be different than your definition. I don't feel the need to be warm towards others. And that makes me better and smarter than you. And it's this attitude and it is designed to make the person feel better about themselves. That they don't have to work on their own friendships or their own kind of looking at others' interests. Or they don't have to work on what can help others. Or they don't even have to work on paying more attention to what's going on in people's lives. It's a way of getting out of um, being an actual friend because, oh, I'm more intellectual and you should accept me for who I am because, you know, I'm smarter than you and I can teach you something anyway. It doesn't matter and I'm taking my time to explain something to you. I'm such a nice person in that way. And I don't, this is where it's not really something to be proud of and this is intelligence that's taken on a whole other level, this is taking intelligence and making it look bad. And I think that this is the actual reason why society itself doesn't value this kind of thing when people are um, 
you know, and I'm not talking about people who have been able to take their intelligence and make a career out of it. I'm not talking about people who are able to take their um, knowledge and turn it into something where they can make money and provide for themselves. That's actually something to be proud of. I'm talking about people who actually think they're above that, who think they're better, um, who have this attitude of, I'm above even managing my own money. I'm above even managing my own finances or um, I'm above going somewhere or doing something. Um, and it's it's something that um, I think that some of us in the disabled community, we sacrifice our own well-being and we continue to tolerate this kind of behavior from other disabled people because we already are different and sometimes we're treated different, but we choose, especially when maybe we do think differently on some things, but we choose to tolerate this and we feel like, well, this person is so intelligent and make me feel good about myself because they're choosing to be friends and explain the knowledge that they have memorized from something. Um, and I think this is like more common in the disabled community than I think we realize. And it's more common because it's a personality trait, I think, that comes with some people. And so I think one of the things that I actually feel um, that I empathize with in a sense, is that there's going to be loneliness with people who have this kind of outlook on life, this I'm better than you attitude. Because in society, when, you're, when you do care about people and you're wondering about their well-being and you're kind of wanting to see, you know, how are they doing... Is it really small talk at the end of the day to, you know, wonder and that kind of thing and not be interested in just the creative aspects of life? And I know I mentioned this in previous episodes, but I actually feel a lot better right now um, about working alone because it's been more than one or two people, um, some of them virtual, some of them in person. But I actually feel like if I'm going to do kind of pursue interests right now, and maybe you could kind of relate, that it feels a little better to pursue this alone and have genuine friendships where maybe the friends are not actually interested in the same things you are. Maybe they don't, they have different skills than you do. And that doesn't even make them less or you more or you less or anything like that, but it's, it actually kind of feels a little more genuine, um, to say, I can help these people, and they can help me, and we can be friends, and we're not even, we don't even talk about the same things all the time, or we're not even, we don't have to necessarily share the same interests 24-7, it's more enriching, it's more fulfilling, it's more, and then sometimes you find out that, in fact, they have, worked along the same things you have or they have um actually been activists in things that you would actually care about um and it's really interesting to see where those friendships go next but maybe it didn't start out that way um 
this kind of thing. Um, and I think that sometimes we go down these really deep rabbit holes and we change completely. Maybe we used to be caring. Maybe we used to be, um, but then we just get wrapped up in the things that we're interested in where, you know, we're not anymore. Um, we're just kind of interested in what we're interested in. But I guess the question I have is, like, what are you going to actually do with it? And if you've been friends with somebody for such a long time and maybe it's more based on the creative interest, can you maybe find that virtually with people so that you can have an outlet but then treat the people in person better? Your family, the people that live with you, the people that are around you, the people that you benefit from, this kind of a thing. And so it's kind of the question. I wasn't sure if I would do an episode exactly like this. I didn't think it would be this direct, but it's just something that I had been thinking about um, because I think we really need to assess, you know... What kinds of people do we want in our lives and what kinds of friends do we really want? Are they people that are going to be more about themselves or more about us? And are we maybe being a little selfish too on the other side of that where maybe, you know, talking about how somebody's life is, is actually really, really can actually lead to some deep conversations that we've been afraid to have about our own selves. Um, and as much as I've struggled, I've talked to you guys about being homeless and kind of like a little bit about it. I've went into a little bit. As much as I've struggled um, as an adult to get everything together and, you know, you could say that like I've done a lot of what society does, which is be a parent and all that. Um, I've done a lot of things that a lot of people would be really scared to do. And just like I'm sure some of you have maybe lived differently and don't do the family thing, you've done a lot of things that maybe I would never do. But it's not weak to be warm or caring. Um, I love asking people how they're doing and about their life, and we end up having very deep conversations um, about it. I've done it with other moms and other people and it doesn't end up being a small talk. How To me, small talk is how's the weather? How's, um, it's sunny out today, or I like the sunshine, or, you know, that's kind of small talk. And I mean, to, to start off me, talking to somebody, it might make things easier to start a conversation, but to continue it, okay, that's small talk, and you're never really going to get anywhere. But to have that deep, how is life, um, what's going on how's everything going and then maybe you say it's not good or maybe oh it's a lot better but it just um you can get a very you can get into a very deep conversation so I think we need to define what is small talk and does it always have to be directly towards you know keeping your head in books or um keeping your head in a search engine all day or anything can it be like something else a little bit can the depth of life be in experience and in actually doing things and getting out and doing things that might make you uncomfortable at first? Um, can it be in maybe making a sacrifice or 
um, kind of like going against what you've already, what you've been doing for years and doing something different, traveling to a new country, going um, even across the country or even just going, you know, 20 minutes down the street to the library and having a conversation with somebody, an intellectual conversation with somebody. And if, if it's not that, maybe it is going virtually in a community online and just doing that, getting that intellectual research and what everybody else has found and all that kind of stuff out of your system. And then that way you're not so resentful of the people around you who are not trying to live small talk lives or be um, shallow, but who are living life in the way that they can and doing the best they can every day. So that's kind of my take on, you know, intellectual friendships are, I think, friendships that you have to be careful of for your own self and making sure that you're treating others right or that you're being treated right because friendships take a lot of time, especially adult friendships. And just being an adult and taking care of yourself and your loved ones especially or your children or your pets or any of that kind of stuff take a lot of time. And so assessing who's around you and who you're choosing in your life Maybe you just totally disagree with the way they're living anyway and it's their own fault, according to you. And you kind of want different people that are more interesting to you in your life. Like, own up to that. Like, don't just keep people around because you think they're going to pay attention to you or because you think that they'll give you feedback on your story or your podcast or your creativity. Do it because it's genuine to you. Um, None of us are bad, really. And, you know, none of us are... We None of us do things on purpose. It's more about like, are you being fake or real to people? And I think that's something we need to really ask ourselves in our actions or our lack of actions. Um, and it just, to me, is more genuine to say what you are kind of wanting in your life and and this kind of thing. So that's kind of my deal for this episode I'm working on another one um but it's kind of funny because I wrote about the topic and I kind of wanted to talk about this one more and I find it some topics I find easier to write about and then other topics I find easier to talk about it's really weird but I was some of them I even can write and talk about both so it's kind of weird and hard to understand but um it's all about deciding what you find fulfilling in your life and what you want or what you don't want and what, um, what will work for you and kind of a thing. And, you know, what do you value more? Do you value intellect more? Um, or do you value interaction more, I guess? Cause that it's, it's going to be, sometimes I even have to keep myself in check a little bit and say, I can kind of do my intellectual stuff at hours that I'm not expected to be around or I can kind of set aside some time and some hours and then I can set aside some time and some hours for interaction if I want the interaction and so but it really just depends and I think that's a huge advantage of being inverted but it really is going to depend on what um 
you value. And I think just being real with your own values is going to be more genuine, whether the other person likes it or not, or whether the people around you like it or not. Um, but just everybody, everything is valuable and everybody is valuable in their own way. And it's just, what are you going to do with that value that you get? Um, and can you value others who might not be interested in the same things you are? Do they really have to be less, do they have to be thought of as they're less smart or can it just be they're not interested in the things that you're interested in? So just some questions that I wanted to bring to the table. Um, I appreciate you listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your life and take care of each other. Everybody deserves that. And uh, I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening. And um, ask yourself these questions. Take care.